of that. Christ coming brings comfort. Christ coming brings life. Christ coming brings peace. And just last Sunday we talked about Christ's coming. Christ's advent brings light. And we see this morning that Christ's advent now brings worshipers. And that's why we are here. We are here to worship the newborn king. In just a few minutes, we're going to sing uh, number 313 from the Trinity Psalter. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn king. That is why we are here today. No, it's not a Sunday. And no, very likely, Christ was not born on December 25. But yet it's appropriate, it's right, it's proper that on this day that commemorates his birth, we gather together to worship. Because already at his birth, his birth brought worshipers. Brought worshipers from heaven itself. Oh, we know that in verse 8, the story mentions the shepherds who were out in the field, but verse 9 says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. An angel would come down and announce the birth of Jesus Christ. An angel, glorious and majestic, an angel full of light. Ever notice how much uh, Christmas is connected with light? We talked about that just a bit last Sunday on Christ's Advent Brings Light. But I mean, even this morning, once again, we have the light of the candles, we have the lights in the sanctuary up and down the aisle. You think of your, perhaps you have a Christmas tree with some lights on it. Some of our homes have light on them. Christmas associated with light. And even the birth of Jesus Christ done by a glorious, wonderful, brilliant angel. And then when the whole host is there, the glory of the Lord shone around them. God's glory in the announcement of the birth of his son. Angels coming from heaven to worship. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. Glory, praise, light, brilliance. All these pictures surrounding the coming of Jesus Christ into the world. That glorious message, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And it's right that the angels should praise, should worship Jesus for who he is. He is and remains eternal God. He is that second person of the Trinity, the eternal Son of God, the one who for all time, before time, has existed with God. This glorious, majestic Son of God now, now coming down to earth, now becoming incarnate, taking on flesh. This one who was the fulfillment 
of all the Old Testament prophecies. We've looked at four different texts from the prophet Isaiah, and there are many more we could look at. All that point forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. He is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies. They've been waiting, they've been looking forward, they've been anticipating, and now he is here. Maybe kids kind of like you in Christmas. You've been waiting, you've been looking forward to it, maybe you've been marking the days off on the calendar, and today it is finally here, and we're so happy, and we rejoice together. They were waiting for the coming of Christ, waiting for God's anointed to come down to earth, and now, finally, on that Christmas, he was here to complete the work of reconciliation, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Jesus Christ came to bring peace. We talked about that. But more more than just a peace between people, a peace between husbands and wives, a peace between parents and children, a peace between friends, more than just that, that reconciliation, that, that uh, temporal peace, Jesus Christ came to bring true peace. Peace between a holy, perfect, righteous God and a fallen and sinful man. A peace that we could never accomplish ourselves. There was no way that, that, that we could be reconciled to God in and of ourselves. It would take His work. It would take Him sending His Son down to be our peace, to make reconciliation. Jesus Christ came and did that which we could not do. He came to bring peace between God and man. And it is that glorious message that the angels themselves announce on that first Christmas. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. On that first Christmas, there were worshipers who came from the heavens. And it certainly is right. It certainly is proper. It is fitting for the angels to bring worship. But while it is fitting for them to bring worship, it is also foreign for them. Because remember, kids, Jesus did not come for the angels. Jesus did not come for the hosts of heaven. What do we read over and over in our text? Verse 10, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Not for the angels, for all the people. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, this will be a sign for you. This is for you, this is for you, this is for you. All of this praise, as glorious as it is coming from angels, was a foreign praise. Because Jesus Christ did not come for the angels. Jesus Christ came for us. Oh, the angels would model what that beautiful praise, that worship looks like. 
but proper worship, fitting worship, non-foreign worship, comes not from heaven, but comes from the earth. And we see that in the Christmas story as well. Verse 8, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Shepherds. Regular, ordinary shepherds. Shepherds keeping watch over their flocks. Ordinary people doing ordinary things. That's what shepherds do, kids. They watch the flocks. And it is, it is to these ordinary people doing ordinary things that the glorious message comes. The angel does not, first of all, go to the king in Jerusalem to declare this message. The angel doesn't go, first of all, to the high priest in the temple to declare this message. The angel doesn't come for the rulers, for those who are in control, for the business moguls. But the angel comes to shepherds, ordinary people, doing ordinary things. This extraordinary message for very ordinary people. And yet what good news that is for us. We don't gather this morning as the elite of society. We don't gather as the ones who are the lawmakers for our city or state or our nation. We don't gather as the heads of the church, of the, of the URC Federation. We don't gather as, as the movers and shakers in society. Very regular, ordinary people doing ordinary things. And yet it is to us that this glorious message comes. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Just like those regular ordinary shepherds, we as regular ordinary people are the recipients of this glorious message. And that message uh, made a difference in the life of the shepherds. Notice what it says in verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Notice what they said. See this thing that has happened. I think if I were one of the shepherds, I would have said, let's go to, see, to, to Bethlehem to see if this thing has happened. That's not what they say. They heard the message. They had the faith to believe it. Let's see this thing that has happened. They believed it. They heard the message of angels, not let's see if it's actually true, but that has been revealed to us. Let's see what's been told that actually has taken place. They heard the message and they believed it. They've received that gift of faith by which they could embrace this glorious message and say, we know it is true. 
they, because of their faith, would go and would see the Christ. Verse 16. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. They believed. And so they saw the truth of the message. Again from verse 20. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. It was all true. The message was absolutely true. Just like the angels said, they went and they believed it and therefore they saw it. They would see Jesus because they believed the truth of the message. Once again today on this Christmas morning, that well-worn, time-tested message comes to us again. To you, this day, in the town of David, is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And God calls us to embrace that glorious truth, that wonderful message by faith, to believe the truth of what His Word says to us. And, and through that belief, then we too will see the glory of Jesus Christ. We will know who He is, that eternal God, and what He has done. He has reconciled us. Our sins have been taken away. We are now at peace with God. We hear the words of the Gospel and are called to respond in faith. Or if you are here this morning and have never truly believed the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus Christ, God calls you today to put your faith, your hope, your trust in Him and truly celebrate as a worshiper, one who has heard that glorious message and desires now to bring proper praise to God. Yes, uh, the story of Christmas would bring worshipers to Jesus. But notice what happens. These worshipers become the first evangelists. Verse 17, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. The believers became the declarers. They are the ones who would declare the truth. They had heard the truth. They had believed the truth. They had seen the truth. And now they would declare the truth. There is a natural and necessary progression between one who knows the truth of Christmas and one who declares the truth of Christmas. God has allowed us once again this year the freedom, the privilege to declare the truth of who He is. We can declare that at work with our co-workers. We can tell that story to our neighbors. We can tell those in our family who have not yet embraced the glory of Jesus Christ and the truth of Christmas. The, the believers became the evangelists, the, the ones who would tell the truth that they knew. We're going to meet again next Friday evening on our New Year's Eve service and talk about things like preparation for the new year and goals we might have, but I guess I'd, I'd like to even anticipate now and challenge you. Challenge you to think about the upcoming year. With this question, with whom will you share the gospel in the coming year? We're here today, it's Christmas. We hear the message. God grants us the gift of faith. We are those who are believers. 
And now there must be that natural and necessary progression that we become the declarers of the truth. With whom will you share the gospel in the year to come? This glorious message. The message of our only true comfort. The message of the one who brings us eternal life. The truth of the one who gives us peace peace with God, the one who is the light of the world, the one whom we worship. That glorious message we have the privilege of bringing. Christ's advent brings worshipers. It brought us here this morning to gather in the presence of our God, to sing our songs of praise to Him, to hear His word once again. It will bring us back together on the Lord's Day to gather and to once again hear that holy word proclaim the truth of the gospel. And Lord's Day after Lord's Day after Lord's Day, we have the privilege of hearing, of receiving, that throughout the week we might have the great joy of sharing, sharing the truth that we know, that, that more might be brought in as Christ's advent continues to bring true worshipers. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we do thank you and praise you for the truth of that first message that the angels brought, that there was this one who was born for mankind in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. It is so easy for us, Lord, who have known that truth uh, for many years to forget the significance of that, the glory of that that there is now this peace between God and man. And so we do say glory to you, O God, in the highest for the gifts you've given us on this Christmas morning. We pray that throughout our activities in this day we might bring honor and glory and praise to you and that you might, you might help us to move from being those who believe the truth to those who declare the truth for your honor and for your glory. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. We are going to sing together from number three, excuse me, a 313, number 313 in the Trinity Psalter. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. We'll sing verses one and two and then verses 4 and 5. So the first two and the last two, number 313, let's stand together as we sing.
join together in a time of prayer. Lord our God, we have gathered on this Christmas morning truly to come and worship. Worship Christ, the newborn King. Oh, we thank you, O oh God, for the glorious privilege we have of, of gathering as your people to sing these songs of praise, these songs of joy, these songs of worship to you. For you, O oh God, truly are worthy of all of our praise. We pray that we may have worshipped you aright today and we'll gather once again tomorrow to worship you properly, to exalt you for the great God you are. For truly, O oh God, you are glorious. You are the one who has promised that you would send your Son to be the reconciliation for fallen man. You gave us pictures, you gave us images, you gave us promises throughout the Old Testament, particularly in the prophets. You promised a prophesied one who would come. And then, Lord God, in the fullness of time, you gave us your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might see that He is the fulfillment, He is the reality of all things that were promised. He is the one who gives us comfort and life and peace and light. Lord God, may we respond to your love and to your grace on this Christmas day. May we, like the angels, truly declare your praises, glory to you, O God, in the highest. May our hearts be filled with awe and wonder at what you have done. May we, like the shepherds who heard the wonderful message, may we believe that truth and through that faith then go and see this Christ, this newborn King. And then, Lord God, may we take that glorious message and spread the word concerning Him. May that be our desire, not to keep the truth of Christmas to ourselves, but to tell others this glorious news of peace on earth among those with whom God is pleased. Lord God, thank you for giving us this truth in our hearts. Thank you we could gather to worship you today. Thank you, Lord God, that as of our, a part of our worship, we can express our love, our devotion, our thanksgiving to you in the tithes and the offerings that we bring. We pray, Lord God, for the work of a sure pregnancy clinic May you continue to bless them in their work of saving the unborn and protecting the newborn. May our gifts to them be an encouragement to continue in this wonderful ministry. Lord God, accept the gifts we now bring and hear us as we pray. For we offer our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Our offering this morning is for Assure Pregnancy Clinic. God will receive your gifts at this time.
Would you stand for the parting blessing of our God? Following the benediction, we will sing number 324, the three verses. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.